This is PhotoBizX, episode number 518, and today, a solution for photographers not ready for a subscription-based CRM. Our special guest, Mike Glatzer, has put together a Google spreadsheet that just might be the perfect way for you to track the numbers of your photography business. That interview's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you build a better photography business even faster and going it all alone. And today's episode should do exactly that, but I have to say right up front, this is a pretty specific and specialized interview. It really is only relevant to you if you are not already using a CRM, or perhaps you're using a CRM software and want to get out of it, you're not getting enough from it, or you're a low-volume studio and want a simple way to track your numbers. So I guess, really... If you do have a CRM that you're very happy with, it's doing everything you want it to do, you're happy paying for that CRM, then you can probably skip this one. But if you're looking for a simple, low-cost solution to tracking all the data in your business, this could be the perfect fit. Now, before we do get into that interview, I am indeed coming to you from Girona in Spain. It's a medieval town, small city, just north of Barcelona, and I'll be based here for the next four weeks or so. But nothing should change in regards to the podcast and all things Photo Biz X. And I have to say, the weather is fantastic. It's so good to have some warm sunshine. The cycling has been incredible, as we expected. And we're having a great time over here. Now, if you do want to follow along and see a little bit of what I'm experiencing and what this holiday is all about for me, you can do that by checking out the little travel blog I've put together over at photobizx.com forward slash travel. But be warned, it is heavily cycling related. But yeah, if you want to have a glimpse into to life over here, jump over and check it out. And now, a macro look at our last episode. Now, if you didn't catch last week's episode with John Cripwell, it was mind-blowing to say the very least. Certainly it was for me anyway. John shared a ton of what he's doing with ChatGPT, the AI software, the free AI software. And John went into fine detail about the scripts that he's produced, that he's created to help get the most out of ChatGPT for his photography business. The comments from PhotoBizX Premium members has been so fantastic and uh, you know it really it really proved to me that we're on track and uh, what John delivered was as good as I thought it was there are comments like this one from Juliet Wilkinson oh my god this is awesome and thank you John for sharing so generous indeed Heather from France she says thank you so much John Cripwell for sharing all of this I've never used chat GPT and hate writing blog posts so this is a godsend Angelica, she says this was really inspiring for using ChatGPT in different ways. It's been a huge help. And Claire Perry says, thank you so much, John, for sharing this. I've just had a little play and I am blown away. I just paid 300 pounds for someone to do three blog posts for me. And using this podcast, just sorted one of my own for free using your tips. 
Thank you so much. So yeah, look, if you haven't heard that interview with John Cripwell, get back and have a listen to that one. I'm sure it will blow you away as much as it did me. Now, just quickly, before we do jump into this interview with Mike, both free listeners and premium members will hear the same interview. It does go into some pretty big detail on the spreadsheet that Mike has designed. Now, if you prefer to actually watch an explanation and a demonstration of how it all works, there's a YouTube video where Mike steps you through the spreadsheet, and I've linked to that in the show notes. And I've also got screenshots there in the show notes as well if you want to follow along with the audio. But I have tried to make this as listenable as possible so you can follow along easily if you're just listening to the audio. Now, if you are a premium member, Mike has put together a promo code so you can download and and pay a one-off fee of $47 for access to the spreadsheet. I've got details about that promo code in your version of the show notes. If you're a free listener, the cost will be $97 for the same access. And again, there are links in the show notes this week. They're at photobizx.com forward slash 518. And of course, you'll find Mike inside the members Facebook group and on social media. I've got all these details there in the show notes if you do need to get in touch with him directly. Okay, let's get into this with Mike. Welcome to another great time for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is an Atlanta-based headshot branding and portrait photographer. He's also an engineer, a PhotoBizX premium member, and from what I've seen, just get stuff done. I've seen him grab hold of concepts and just dive in until he works it out. For example, flash photography, creative portraits, video, and now he's built a CRM. Now, he contacted me a couple of weeks ago to show me a spreadsheet that he'd developed in Google Sheets to track all his leads and clients. And he told me it's manual entry, which is the only downside if someone has a larger studio, but he thought it could be really helpful for photographers who are low volume or just starting out. So the spreadsheet breaks down leads into types of photography, headshot, portrait, wedding, etc. Includes information about if the client booked a consult, uh, signed a contract, and then it breaks down the lead source, the session fees, sales and cost of goods. He used it to help determine what marketing channels are working in his business and which ones need to improve or which ones should be dropped because the returns just aren't there. And additionally, he says, it helps show if I'm trending in the right direction, if I make a change to my pricing or other variables in the business. I had a look, I loved what I saw, and I asked him to come on and share more details to see if it's a good fit for your business. I'm talking about Mike Glatzer, or Glate, I have to check how to say that. (laughs) I'm talking about Mike Glatzer, and I am wrapped to have him here with us now. Mike, welcome. How do I say your surname? (laughs) It's Glatzer. You had it right the first time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Great. Well, welcome, Mike. I know you've, uh, you've been listening for a while. You know how these things sort of run. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about you and your business before we get into the spreadsheet or this. Are you calling it a spreadsheet or a CRM? I call it a spreadsheet because it is very manual and I use an actual CRM software like Dubsado. So, I mean, <laughs> I call it a spreadsheet, although I actually built another version of this one that is fully automated using Zapier to connect to Dubsado. So it automatically puts the information in to save me some time. But obviously that doesn't work for everybody because the whole idea is to have a spreadsheet that's you know bootstrapped for your business. You don't need to really pay anything except for upfront and it helps you, you know, grow and learn and figure out how to, you know, optimize your business. So could be a CRM, but there's no back and forth with the client. It's purely data collection. Right. Okay. So why did you develop it? 
Mostly because Dubsado, as my CRM software, its ability to process data in terms of my leads and you know how much I'm making for all of it, it's not where I want it to be. I don't want to say sucks, but I'm, <laughs> it's just it's not good. It's not good, you know. And and I've talked with other people who use the system, and you know they're not thrilled with it either. So I, being a data nerd, as you said earlier, my engineering background, I wanted more data to see what am I doing, how am I doing, what works, what doesn't, and where can I improve. And I actually got the inspiration from your podcast because the number of times you ask, hey, what's your turnover? What's your average per thing? And most people have a high-level idea, and it's always across the board like for just portraits in general. Well, I wanted to know, well, how am I doing like on my portrait sessions, my headshot sessions, you know, I do theater photography, just break that down. And also, okay, my referrals, my leads from Google, my leads from Facebook, which of them, who do I get the most from? And are they actually worth anything? Because the way I broke down the spreadsheet and how it processes the data will tell me, yeah, like I get 80% of my leads from Google. I only book 20% of them and they're my lowest average well, okay, I don't want to rely on Google then. Let me go to another source, which happens to be like my referrals or my repeat clients. Those are like 95% booking and I usually get the highest averages with them. So I'm going to put my energy into really cultivating those. So that's you know why I had the data there the way I do. Because again, like the CRM system I have, Dubsado, doesn't have that kind of breakdown. And I'm this might just me being ignorant. You know, most photography CRMs, at least that I'm aware of, don't have that level of detail and nuance either. Got it. So you just started what started with a, a spreadsheet and then just started populating it and adding things as you felt like you needed them? Yeah. Yeah. So I started building, you know, the base spreadsheet and it was probably over the course of like six months where I just like massaged it, manipulated it and figured like, okay, I want this kind of data here or this breakdown there. And just as questions came up when I was looking at the data, I was like, well, I really want to know this, what's happening here. So I just added the you know, Excel logic and added a couple, you know, columns. And now I got all the data that I think I need. I haven't needed to modify it in about a year and a half. So I think it's good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, let's get the details that I think the listener probably wants to know up front. And then let's dive mm -hmm. into the actual spreadsheet and how it works. So I said to you, look, this is awesome. Can people buy it? And you went, well, yeah, okay. I can make it work so people can. So what's the cost going to be? And what do people have to have in place to use this? Like, who is this actually for? So the way I see it is this is really great for photographers who are just starting out, who don't have the dollars to invest in a full-blown CRM software because they're all, you know, $20, $30, $40 a month. Um, it's for even, you know, low volume photography businesses. So like, even if you're, you know, doing really well and you, you know, have maybe like five, six, you know, clients per month or so, it might be solid for you as well, depending on your needs and your, how your CRMs work and, you know, your setup. So it's really targeting, I'll call it the two polar ends of the spectrum. If you're high volume in the middle, I mean, you could do it, but if you get, you know, a hundred leads a week, you're going to be filling this sheet out way too often. Cause again, it is manual entry. And I don't know that that's the best use of your time. If you're getting that many leads, you can probably afford a CRM system that can actually, you know, handle all that stuff. Or you've got a VA or an assistant who's, you know, full-time gig is processing all that information. Got it. Got it. Okay. Perfect. So cost-wise, so I was talking with you about this and oh, I wanted to do something really special for premium members. So for premium members, the cost will be 
47 US dollars. 47 dollars. Yep. And then for free listeners, it's going to be 97 US dollars. And I'll give details to premium members how they can access it for 47 in their version of the podcast in the show notes there and also via email. Okay. So the cost is 47 or 97 and it's a once off. Correct. Okay. So you pay once and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So the only time you may have to pay again is if for whatever reason, over time, I realize, hey, there's something I want to add to the sheet or because I'm actually adding a feedback form section to this tracking sheet. So anyone who uses this can say, hey, Mike, like either there's a bug, can you please fix it? Or B, hey, can you add this feature? And if I think it's within the realm of possibility and it makes sense, like I'll update the tracking sheet to have that. And if I do that kind of like, you know, iterative process, upgrade, whatever, you will need to pay again for the new version. But as far as, you know, you buy it once, if you never want to get a new version of it, you're done. It's one-time fee. You're all set. Got easy. Okay, perfect. So, and what do you have to have in place? Like, do you have to have an understanding of how to use Excel? No, no, there's no code entry, nothing like that. It's literally just typing in numbers or dropdowns. It's really, really simple. The only thing you do need is because it's based in Google Sheets, you do need a Gmail email address to access it. You know, so if your photography email address is based through some other server hosting and that's all set, I don't think you'll be able to access the document. So you got to have a Gmail address. So I've set up the intake form when you purchase it that you can provide, you know, your billing address and then you can provide a Gmail based email address. And that's the one I'll make sure I share it to so that you can access it and do everything you need to. Okay. So if I don't have a Gmail email address now and I get one, no one else is going to, I don't have to use that email address, do I? It's just to access the sheet. Correct. Correct. So you'll just log into Google with that Gmail address so that you can access the sheet and that's all you got to do. So if you want to make it just, that's all that email address is for. You never tell anyone about it. You never get emails through it. Totally cool. Doesn't bother me. It's up to you. Um, You unfortunately have to build one just for the sake of the sheet. Okay. So I've got a Gmail address. I pay my $47 or $97. There's instructions there I can see, which is super detailed. So basically then I get access to the sheet and then I have to copy the sheet because otherwise I'll be entering onto the master sheet. Correct. Correct. So it is one of the quirks of doing this in Google Sheets in that I'm not just sending someone a standalone product that's immediately theirs to work off of. Um, This is sharing a document, which means that you're getting access to the template file. So if you do enter your data in there, now anyone else who can see the template file will see your data. Um, So we'll all point and laugh, and then I will eventually delete the data. So yes, you do need to make a copy of the sheet immediately, and then you can start manipulating it and entering your data from there. Okay, so let's say a listener, or let's say I had never used this before, I pay for the subscription, well, pay my money, I get access, I copy the sheet, and then now I've got it on my computer. So now it sits on my computer. Mm-hmm. Do I access it through Google Sheets or do I access it through Excel? It'll be through Google Sheets. You could download it, so it's a Excel file on your computer if you wanted to. I haven't tested that yet, so I don't know how well it'll work, but typically... Excel is more powerful than Google Sheets, so it should convert one-to-one, no problem. So if you want to have an offline working version, then yeah, do that. But if you want to be able to access it you know, from anywhere, any system, computer, whatever, keep it on Google Sheets, and then you can just sign into your Google email address from any computer anywhere, um, access the sheet, and then input your data if you want to. So that's the one benefit to Google Sheets if you do it that way. Got it. Okay. So once I've copied it and I'm using it as my own in my Google account, then no one else is going to see my details then, will they? Correct. 
you can't even access it then? Correct. Okay, great. All right, so that's the sort of the security and the privacy sort of side looked after. <laughs> so let's say I download it. I've got it now on my Google Sheets account or my Google account. I imagine it's going to be a nice, colorful looking spreadsheet with just empty boxes everywhere. So where do I start? Yep. Yeah. So where you want to start is um, I've got on the cover page, which on the template, if you look at the sheets on the bottom, it'll say two zero XX and then year. The way and I have this in the setup instructions as well is the way I recommend setting up your database of this, because I want this to be something that you use year over year over year, which means you're going to create a copy for every new year you're in business and using the sheet. So what I recommend doing is you start with your ver your copy of the template, um, rename it, whatever you want. You know, you can call it, you know, your template. So, you know, when you look at Google Sheets, this is the template to access and to base everything off of. Um, start with the bottom of that tab, the 20XX year. Um, actually, no, leave that for this template one. Um, so you'll go up around the first, you know, middle third of when you first pull up the sheet and you'll see a section that says, you know, type total count session fee in purple. Um, and on the left, there's a big orange block that says edit these. That's where you're going to want to input, you know, your different niches of photography. So for me, I'm a very broad spectrum. So I shoot, you know, theater, I do uh, still weddings every now and then, you know, I do portraits, headshots, brand specific portraits. So like, those are the types of photography I do. You know, if you're uh, strictly a headshot photographer, you could break that down into corporate headshots, acting headshots, something like that. Um, if you're a wedding photographer, you could break it down into, you know, the venues or something. So there's a, you can make it as flexible or as, you know, broken down as you want to it kind of just depends on your business, right? So you'll input that there. And then below that, you'll see a yellow header that says source. And again, a big old orange block to the left of that that says edit these. And that's where you're going to put in where you're getting these leads from. So for me, it's broken down into like Google, repeat clients, referrals, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the like. Again, depending on your photography business and where you want to track your leads from, you can put in whatever you want there. So again, if you're a wedding photographer, you can say, okay, I've got a referral set up or yeah, referral um, program set up with a certain venue. So you may want to list that particular venue as one of your lead sources so you can see how you're doing with that particular venue. And then you can break down, you know, again, keep it as broad as Google or again, just narrow it down to whatever the lead sources that you're working from. So that's the only template based stuff that you really need to input because the way I've set up the document is once you've put in those fields there, everything else references those fields. So all the drop downs, all of the tables, if you scroll down, I've got charts that now populate based on the data it pulls from the rest of the document. It's going to reference those values there. So once they're in, you're all set. You never have to change it. There's no more setting up. The rest is pure data input. So once you've set that up, you get those fields entered. I would then make another copy of your template sheet. And that one you're going to label as, we'll say you're starting this year or so, 2023 tracking, right? So you open that version up, you'll see you've got all of your type of photographies still there. You've got all your sources in there because, again, we copied it from the template. And then, you know, on the bottom where we had that tab that said 20XX year, just rename it 2023, the current year you're working off of. And then once you're there, you can start doing your data input. So the first tab would be January. We're starting with January, the beginning of the year. You go over to that tab and you'll see a brand new looking sheet. Now, each 
of the months, or I should say, there is a tab for every single month of the year, January, February, all the way through to December. They're all exactly the same. That is intentional for the sake of data collection and also just making your life easy. So from here, this is where you're the manual entry as time goes on happens. So you'll see, you know, there's a header that says January. I've got a breakdown there that says inquiry to consult, consult the book to inquiry to book. So you have a breakdown there of how you're doing you know, booking people. And then on the top, you in purple again, you've got here's the different types of photography that you've already listed with a breakdown of how many have inquired, session fee, sales, cost of goods, net. To the right of that section in yellow, these are your lead sources again, same breakdown, everything's copied over. And then below that, you have a blue table, and this is where you're going to be inputting your data. Now, one of the nice things is I've intentionally blocked off fields on these sheets, so you can only enter data where you should enter data. So you can't accidentally screw something up. I tried to make it as foolproof as possible. So everyone's going like, oh my gosh, I don't want to touch something and enter data in the wrong field and mess up the logic. No, I tried to eliminate it out as much as possible. And those rules should apply even if you continue making copies of the sheet. Um, if not, use that feedback form to say there's a bug and I'll try and fix it. Um, but anyway, so going back to your month tab where you're actually going to input data. So in the blue table, you've got a series of columns Account, inquiry, consult, booked, type, session fee sales, cost of goods, net, source, and comments. So the way you want to fill this out is you go to the inquiry column, and anytime someone inquires with you, again, through any channel, write their name. If you want to just do first name, last name, initial, or full name, up to you, however you want to do it. But I do recommend having some way of knowing, you know, first name, last name. After that, you'll have the drop-down for a consult, yes, no, or DNS. For me, DNS means they did not show or they ghosted, um, which I think is an important data point for a lot of photographers, learning how many you know people are ghosting them in a certain part of the process, because that can be very indicative and helpful. So you can select the drop-down there, select you know whether they did or not. You go over to the next column, booked, yes or no. It's a simple drop-down. Go to the next column, type, um, and that'll automatically be populated with the types that you originally input on the cover sheet. So you select, okay, were they a portrait client, a headshot client, you know, this type of headshot client, corporate versus actor, all that kind of stuff. And then after that, you know, you've got session fee, sales, and cost of goods. IPS, this is very straightforward. Everyone will kind of recognize, you know, session fee is separate from sales versus cost of goods. If you're a shoot and burn photographer, I would recommend putting everything into the session fee column. And then if you do have any sales after that, put it in the sales column. Because I think that is, again, another you know helpful data point. Because if you're doing a lot of sales after the fact, that's really good for your business. You're doing a great job. Um, cost of goods, exactly what it sounds like, You know what it costs you to have the session. Net automatically calculates it based on those previous three columns. So you don't have to worry about that one. To the right of that, you have source. So you just say, okay, where did they come from? And again, it's automatically populated by what you put on the cover sheet. So it's a little out of order. You may put the inquiry in on you know the second column and then go all the way over to, you know, what is that, the sixth, seventh column and select source, but eh, it's there. And then you have a comment section. So the comment section is really helpful because if you have a referral client, I put in there, you know, who referred them, you know, where'd they come from, anything like that. If I've got someone who decided not to book, I'll put in comments, say, okay, they, I was out of their budget or, you know, it's just bad timing or anything like that. So again, it's a way of collecting data. So you can always look back at this year, you know, month over month, year over year and see what's going on. So that's how you use the sheet. And again, it's do it based on per month um, when the leads come in. 
Um, and then, you know, as time goes on, looking at your cover sheet, you'll start seeing all this data populate. So you go back there below where you inputted the data and there's a series of tables and charts. So the first one you see in orange is lead tracking per month. So it's literally counting up how many leads per month based on each of your uh, lead sources. And I've got it color coded so that once it crosses a certain threshold, it'll turn green. So, you know, you've done really, really well. And then below that, there is a chart that'll automatically plot. So you can see, you know, how many, you know, if it's increasing, decreasing, doing the roller coaster bit across time. Below that, you've got a green chart. So it's lead income per month. So you can actually break down and say, okay, you know, early in the year, you know, my Google leads are making more money later in the year. It's my Instagram ones. That could be because you ran out an ad or you changed something with your marketing plan. So helpful to see how that trajectory works out and how that's affected. And below that, it's average sale per month, which is, you know, basically the same thing. So now it's taking more data and say, okay, you know, did I change my pricing? Did I change my pitch? Uh, when I'm doing my sales sessions, how's that affecting, you know, my sales over time? And you can track that and see how it progresses. So that's the other data you get with everything. And then if we go back up to the top where we input, you know, your types and your sources, I've got it broken down. So you can see based on the type of photography you select, your total session fee, your total sales, you know, total cost of goods, net sum over the course of all the data you have input. So if you only put input January, you only have January's data, but at the end of the year, you'll have a full 12 months worth of data. So you can see all of that. And then you also get the average session fee, the average sale, the average cost of goods. Because again, you want to know how, like, what is your average across each one? And again, you get that information so you can figure out where you're doing well, where you're not, or you can say, hey, my portrait sessions are not at my average. Let's figure out what to do to bump that up. So you've got that information. And then below it in the sources, I've got similar where you say, here's how many totally inquired, how many booked in total, how much money net sum you made from each lead source, the average net, and then also booking rate. So you can see you know, over the course of the year, which lead sources you're booking and which ones are not which again, very helpful because you can determine your marketing, which ones are worth pursuing, which ones are not, which ones you know you need to improve. You know, Again, it's data to help you make decisions to determine how best to optimize your business. This is so good. It sounds complicated when you're talking about it, but if you're following along on the sheet, this is not complicated. You're basically just entering the numbers in as things happen in your business. That's mm-hmm. so yeah. cool. Yeah. So when I get a lead in, you know, it takes 15 seconds. I pull up the sheet. I've got a tab just on my web browser that just stays there all the time. I go over to the month that we're currently in, input the name, input the data. As we do the session, you know, just input the data, maybe another 15, 30 seconds. And so, I mean, total, you're going to spend maybe two minutes per lead over the course of the entire job entering their data. Right. So let me give you, um, I guess, a more full-on scenario. Let's say I'm running a a Facebook ad. Uh, Let's say it's a competition and I'm using lead ads and uh, I've got so which, which does mean I would probably have Zapier as well if I'm using lead ads. So that might be getting a bit too technical, but you can humor me and see, see if it's a good example or not. <laughs> and let's yeah. say I get 50 leads coming. So like, what would you do with that? So I would still input it as I'm getting leads from Facebook. If you know you're going to be running ads, then under your source column, you may want to separate, you know, Facebook into two different groups, like Facebook in general, if you have a Facebook page, and then Facebook ads, because you're legit advertising through your ads. And then 
you know, you'll just input the data as well. Again, in your source sheet, when you're getting the leads in, you put it in, okay, here's where they're coming through. And then you can see, you know, what the spike is and you can see how many actually convert. Cause again, I, I know with the, the sales ad that, you know, we promote with PBX, um, it's, you know, you got to make the phone call, see if you land them and all that. So I think it still applies. I think it would still work. I would still treat it the same way. You're just going to have a big spike, you know, in your chart. Yeah, but that's like, I'm going to get a spike anyway, naturally, because I'm running the ad. So let's say I do get 50 leads and I have a name and email address. Do I enter each of those then into this spreadsheet? If you want to know how well you're doing with the lead ad program, yes. Right, okay. Or what's the other alternative? Only enter the leads that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the ones that you do manage to get a phone call with um, and you actually start the process. Right, okay. Or I could put in every single lead. So I have to do that manually or could I use Zapier? So with the way I've got the sheet set up, I haven't tried using Zapier on this particular one. And I maybe you could do it but you'd have to go in and adjust your Zapier triggers to make sure it's selecting the right month column. Because if you run your ad and it's over the course of two months, it won't you know, put the data in the right spots. You'll have to change your Zapier trigger or have a filter in place so it knows you know, based on when they come in, which tab to put it onto. So theoretically, you could do that. Probably easier to do it manually for the first time. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. All right, so, so let's say I get 50 leads. I start making phone calls or sending emails and then some of those book calls. And then I actually have calls with, uh, let's say, 10 of those people. Mm -hmm. Then do I enter that information into the spreadsheet or is it only if they actually book? So you'll have to figure out your metrics and how you want to delineate it. So is that initial call just to see if they're interested and they're you know worth talking to? That could be the metric or the, I'll call it the gate for saying, okay, they deserve to get onto the sheet as an inquiry. And then when you have, you know, the actual call where you say, okay, here's the pricing, here's the information and you do the sales pitch, that's your consult. And then from there, you know, they book, you have them in based on that. So that might be a cleaner way of doing it. Okay. That sounds better. And I think too, for the photographers that are using CRMs for this, they're not putting someone on into their CRM software unless they actually become a client. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so let's say someone's actually booked. Now they're on the sheet. I know how they've discovered me or how they've come into my business or through a Facebook lead ad. And then I don't really enter any more data until we have the session, do I? It's either once you have the session or after you've completed all your sales. So they've you're done with the client, they're all wrapped up. You wish them on their merry way and say, you know, please refer other people or come back. Yeah, so it's really those main touch points is you know, talk to them, enter in data up through the point where they book, sign the contract. And then once they finish the session, you say, okay, now I'll enter in the rest of the data. Here's how much the session fee was. Here's how much I did in sales. Here's what's my cost of goods. Okay. So this is really all about tracking the client, how much each client is worth to you, where the clients come from, what you're making on average from each sale. So this is all basically so the photographer knows their numbers. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So for me, when I first ran this, because I've got, again, me being the data nerd, I had a way of figuring out like, okay, here's how much I need to make per, you know, headshot session or portrait session, because theoretically, here's how many I want to shoot per year. Here's how much each one I want to contribute to my take home for the year. And it wasn't until I built the sheet for myself and saw the breakdown that I was like, okay, I am really not hitting the mark. 
because again, like you ask people like, what's your, you know, what do you normally make from this session? So I was like, yeah, I'm making 2,500, but it's, you know, what are your actual cost of goods and what are you actually making per lead? Especially, you know, if you include the costs of like the lead ads for the cost of goods, I would use your data in the, in Facebook ads manager to see what's the cost per and input that as part of your cost of goods. So you can actually track and see, hey, here's how much it actually cost me to land this lead if you're running ads like that. Um, I got a decent shell shock when I saw what I was actually like averaging once cost of goods were calculated and all those kind of things. And also that I was doing apparently a lot better with sales than I originally thought I was, which was always great. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So on your sheet, I'm just looking at the monthly tracking setup. So this is a page that everyone has access to. Is that correct? Yeah, once they've paid for the sheet and I've shared it with them, so they'll get it in two different ways. One is when they first buy the sheet, they immediately get sent to the setup page um, so they can read through everything, how the instructions are going to work. Um, there will be a slight delay because I have to manually share um, permission for people to access the sheet once they've purchased it. So it may take a day or two for me to get to that. I apologize. I can't figure out how to automate that part. Um, so once it's shared, I've got an email that goes out and says, hey, you should be seeing this. Here's a link to the setup page as well. Please hold on to this email until you've gotten your sheet so you can properly set it up. Um, but yeah, so otherwise everyone can access it. It's, you know, it's no big deal. Okay, so they, so they get that, they go to the monthly tracking setup page, and then he, this is pre-populated examples in here as well. Mm-hmm. Got it. So I can see like down at the bottom, uh, of the sheet, I can see the lead. Uh, you got lead tracking per month. I've actually got actual numbers where the leads have come from: Google, repeat client, referral, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Uh, for each month, which is awesome. So, what, what are the highlighted greens? They're the winners, are they? Each month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I, I, depending on the field. You know, there I put in arbitrary thresholds of like so like lead income for month. Um, you know, it's grayed out if it's a zero value. If it uh, passes, I think a thousand dollars. It turns into a light green, and if it gets above like two k, it turns like a screaming bright neon green. Um, so you can be like, "Hey, dude, I had like a total win this month, and this was great." Um, and I like color coding because it's easy to see those highlights of data where you've got either good things or bad things. Um, so I have those built in. So again, that color coding just helps you see, okay, I'm doing really awesome this month or something like that. And again, those numbers are more based on earlier stage photographers. Um, if you're someone who's batting average, you know, is 2,500 per session, you're going to be, you know, screaming green more times than not. And it may, (laughs) you'll probably be looking for the less bright green spots than you will be the bright green spots. Got it. Got it. Um, and then underneath that, you've actually got a, a visual graph showing the, those lead, that lead tracking per month, which looks really cool. Uh, I love that. And then down underneath that one, you've got lead income per month. So what's, what do you mean lead income? Is that the income per lead? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so if I look at, say, January at the very top, Google's 3,320 as an example – what is mm-hmm. what is that actually telling me? That's right. So what that means is the leads that came from Google that month of January, I made three thousand whatever number you just said. Right. Okay. So it's showing me my income per month from the different lead sources. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Okay. And then you got a graph version of that as well. Average sale per month. Really not unreal. Really cool. So. I mean, is that, that's, that's the nuts and bolts of it, isn't it? 
So, so, so it really is like you weren't lying when you said it's, you know, 15, 20 seconds at a time to enter something and two minutes overall for a, for a whole client. Yeah. And then it's, you know, whatever time you want to spend parsing through the data and interpreting it and figuring out like, okay, um, I changed my pricing this month. How did the data, you know, change based on that? So yeah, data is only as good as, you know, the information you or the amount of data you put in to qualify it and understand like what it means. Um, so, you know, this will at least have the snapshot there. You've got to know when you change something in your business to then apply and reason through, you know, the various charts and graphs to say, okay, I had a dip in June. What happened? Well, I changed my website or I changed my pitch. Okay. That's why I had that dip in June. You know, did it bounce back or did it just stay low? Okay. I should change this either back to what I was doing or go a completely different route so I can get, you know, whatever that metric back up. Got it. Got it. Okay. Can I look at, I don't know the answer to this, so forgive me if you can't do this, but can I enter something in there? Let's say I'm uh, turning over 80,000. I really want to hit a hundred thousand. Can I change one of the, one of the parameters, say how many leads I'm getting or what I'm making on average per client just to see how much extra I need to make to push that from 80 to 100? So you could do that, but you'd have to do it for each line item or lead throughout the year. Or you just pick one and just say, I had like a $50,000 sale on that one particular person to get your average up. So unfortunately, I, I haven't made it so that you could, you know, plug into the cover sheet. Cause again, I've made the data only certain fields you can edit others. You can't. So if you wanted to see how much your numbers would have to change to get to that, you'd have to like modify each of, you know, your book clients and, you know, raise, you know, the net either through the sale or the session fee across a number of them to see, okay, here's what I would need to start doing to do that. So it'd be a little tedious, but you could do it. Okay. So the easy way would be to say, okay, if my average at the moment is, $2,000 per client and I've got uh, 40 clients, then it's going to be easy just to get 50 clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just rework the math. Okay, yep, that's, that's going to be an easy way. Okay, rather than, so really this is foolproof. It's just put in the real numbers and it will give you real data back. Yeah, yeah. Again, try to make it as simple as I possibly could for everyone. And again, it's, you know, it's snapshot data when you want it to be. And if you really want to dig into it, you can as well. Love it. That's oh, so good. Uh, I mean, for the price, it's incredible, Mike. It really is cool. So where do we go to go and get access to it, to buy it? Yep. So you can go to my website, mikeglatzerphotos.com. And then uh, in the top menu bar, there's resources, and then photogs, and then it's just monthly tracking sheet. Or if you want to go just pure URL, it's mikeglatzerphotos.com forward slash monthly dash tracking dash sheet. Okay, I'll add links to both those in the show notes so people can easily find that. But it's Mike and, and Glatzer, G-L-A-T-Z-E-R. So MikeGlatzerPhotos.com and you can find your way there uh, easy enough. And then so once we go to uh, the Photogs uh, Photographer's Resources, I go to the monthly tracking sheet and then I can actually purchase on that page. Yep. Cool, and then uh, you'll come back to me. With some setup details or access, I copy it and then I start entering. So let's say I let's say a listener is here in this episode in December. Can they start entering data from December, or do they need to wait until January? 
if they want to know what their numbers were for that December, I mean, game on. It's just, you know, you'll get some useful data out of it, but you won't be able to get the trends out of it, um, if that makes sense, because you won't see how the data changes over time, because that's the other important element. But you will see, you know, for the month of December, here's the data I got, here's the data, you know, that it looks like, you know, take it for what it's worth. You could at least know what your averages were over that month. But, you know, especially like now, you know, we're recording this in May. Anyone who's going to grab this is probably going to be, you know, the six month mark, which again, you'll still get, you know, decent trending data. So it's still helpful, but you may not get the full benefit, of course, if you have the full year um, and you, you've already changed things or modified things. So that's the only downside. Right. But I mean, you have to start somewhere. So you basically start the day you get it. Yeah. And just start getting used to entering the details or the data and then go from there. Yep. Yep. And depending on how many leads and if you've kept track of all that somehow, if you really want to know, you could go through all your emails and manually input it since December. Um, that's entirely up to you. But yeah, it's just how much data you want to work with and you know what information you want to gather. But yeah, I would just start, once you get it, just start that day with the appropriate tab and run with it. Easy. Love it. Mike, this is awesome. Thank you again so much for coming on, for sharing details about it. Hopefully for the listener, it was easy enough to follow along. I'll have some screenshots of the things that we talked about in the show notes for this episode, and I'll, I'll make sure you know about that at the top of the, top of the uh, recording as well so you can follow along with what Mike was sharing. But uh, again, mate, this is ideal for someone that's low volume, someone that's starting out, someone that doesn't want to pay a monthly subscription and they want to track and know their numbers. Massive congrats on setting this up. Thanks for coming on and sharing it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share it. Um, definitely appreciate it. And I I really hope it helps other people. I've shown this to a couple other of my photography peers and every single one of them, you know, I see the steam coming out of their ears, their minds are blowing up. And I've had people come back, you know, a year or two after I shared it with them, they were like, this has been tremendous for my business. So it seems to be working for other people. So I genuinely hope it does help other photographers with their businesses, you know, growing it, expanding it and, you know, going where they want to go. Fantastic. Yeah. I can't see how it could hurt anyone, you know, knowing the numbers. That's one of the biggest secrets to success is to know your numbers. So yeah, mate. again, thanks. Absolutely. Andrew. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike as much as I did. If you want to learn more about the spreadsheet, there are details in the show notes for today's episode. They're at photobizx.com forward slash 518. Make sure if you're a premium member, you use your special promo code, which are in your version of the show notes. And I'll also link to that in the members Facebook group so you can access for $47 if the spreadsheet is a good fit for you. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, there are screenshots, links to where you can find Mike online and also a link to the YouTube video where you can get stepped through the program to see really if it is a perfect fit for you and what you want to do with it for your business. I've got one quick announcement before we close out this episode of the podcast. If you are familiar with smart slides or smart albums from Pixaloo, you'll know that they are beautiful and simple software solutions for photographers. I, for one, use both of those. I've been really happy with the way they work for me and in my business. Well, they've just released a special on the Pixaloo galleries, and the starter plan is completely free. And there's no, there's no catch. They just want you to see and experience their software. Now, if you haven't seen Pixaloo Galleries, I hadn't until recently. It's basically being built as an alternative to software solutions like PixieSet or PicTime or ShootProof. It's a new product, so some of the features are still coming, but it's 100% worth a look. And you can learn more and go and check it out over at pixaloo.com. 
you'll then see links to the galleries and the pricing there. You'll see that it's absolutely free. And like I said, there's no catch. It's just beautiful looking software and they want you to go and check it out. That's why they have the free plan. And the free plan is fully functional. It just allows you to have, I think it's 10 different galleries, you know, which might be plenty. Well, it should be plenty to get a good idea if it's a good fit for you and it does what you want it to do. So go and check that out. I've got links to it in the show notes. And just like their other software solution, it looks beautiful. Okay, that is it for this episode of the podcast. It's only 7 a.m. here in Girona. I'm still adjusting to the time differences, waking up super early, as are the rest of my buddies here in the house. We're about to head down to the farmer's markets to grab some veggies and food for this evening's meal. It seems to be becoming a bit of a ritual since we've been here and we have to go early before we go out and ride because the farmers markets pack up and are gone by the time we get back from our rides each day and I'll have to post some of the photos from those markets on the travel blog so you can see what I'm talking about there. So after that it'll be breakfast and then heading out for the day's ride once I get this podcast wrapped up and out to you. So wherever you are in the world, stay safe, healthy and well. I hope business is going great and I hope the week ahead is a fantastic one for you as well. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 